Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, Mandy here. Or Mandra. You can call me Mandra. That's fine. I have a simple request for you guys. We get so many questions on how you can support the show. And there's really a very, very simple thing that we need you guys to do. Open up this app, open up wherever you're listening to this podcast right now and subscribe if you have the ability, especially those of you who are on iTunes. We're really making a push to get the show more visible. You've seen that we've partnered with a fabulous new network called Westwood One, but we also need the support of our listeners. So if you are a listener, a loyal listener, please subscribe. And if you haven't yet, take a few seconds and leave a five-star review. And even a written review would be the icing on the cake, but at least subscribe, leave us a five-star review and continue to support the show. This is so, so crucial. It is basically how we tell the internet that our podcast is worth promoting and featuring and getting charted. And we deserve to be at the top of the charts, just like any other show out there. We can't do it without your support. So thank you very, very much. Subscribe, like, and review the show. And we thank you so much. New Times bestseller. Hey, <laughs> we're back. We're black. New Times bestseller. We're brown ambition. Hey, so hey, humble. Mandra. Hey, <laughs> anything new? Tiffany, the budgetista, best-selling author. <clears throat> I mean, Alicia. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. So, I when I got the call, I was like, "Is this real life?" What happens so, like, when you become a bestseller? What is the call? That's what I want to know. So what happens is, first of all, like shout out to Lovey for ruining the surprise. This chick, I'm like, how you know about from my agent? So I was waiting. I told my agent. I gave her specific instructions. I said, call me on this number because I wanted to tape myself to get my natural reaction to see because I wasn't, <laughs> you know, you never know. Yeah. Here goes Lovey. She WhatsApped me. So that pops up right before she calls. So it ruined, <laughs> it ruined my natural reaction. It just said, congratulations to your time bestseller. <laughs> I said, darn it, Lovey. But I was excited. <laughs> but um, no, honestly, it... Because, well, one, you know, Lovey said, you know, she had said you made the list. I saw her say congratulations, so I knew that's what it was. But then Heather called me and was like, yes, you made the list. Um, for the, the hardest list to make on the New York Times bestsellers list is the how-to list because it includes so many things. It, sometimes they have hardcover, softcover. It includes both hardcover and softcover. And it includes how-to, meaning how to cook, how to build a fire. Like, all those things go on that list. So you're really competing with so many different genres, whereas other lists don't have that issue. And it's one of the shorter lists. So I came in number four, which is like insane. And then 
after speaking with Heather um, Jackson, my agent, uh, Marnie, my executive um, editor at um, Penguin, called me. She's like, they didn't tell you? You made two lists. I was like, wait, what? I also made number 10 on the business list. So now the business list comes out once a month. The how-to list comes out once a week. So I made oh. both. And it's just like, I mean... When you start to really do the math of how few books make the New York Times bestsellers list, you just realize that like it the the possibility is way more that it's not. Literally only half a percentage ever make the list. Over a hundred thousand books come out each year, and less than five hundred get on the New York Times bestseller list. And so I don't know. It just feels very I know like I don't know if it ought to, but it feels very validating because, you know, I came in here as a preschool teacher and I'm sure there's some people who are like, Well, what do you know? I'm like, Well, I mean, according to the New York Times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but, stuff. <laughs> no, it just feels really good. But you know what actually feels even better? Well, I don't know if it's better, just different. Like the feedback from people. Because one thing I'll tell you about black women, let me tell you about black women. They do not suffer foolishness. Meaning, like if the book wasn't good, they would it would be like they would give the nice church cut. Okay, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like if your baby's not cute, and they're like, oh, look at that baby looking like he looking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so to get the feedback, like the overwhelming, thank you so much. This is such an easy read. You somebody finally explained it to me easily. It's just, and then to make the Wall Street Journal list, not just the Wall Street Journal. I made number one. On their, um, I think it's their business list, and then number uh, four on another Wall Street Journal list, the USA Today list, thirty-one. But it's thirty-one out of all books being sold, which is wow. crazy. Amazon seventeen out of all books being sold. Apple four, the indie book sales. So meaning like um books that like are sold out of like you know like your local bookstore made that list. Like every list that is there to be made, I feel like we made it. We made over ten different lists. I just have to say my team is. What I said was, and this is what Tracy, my publicist, said. As she said, you know, if we really look at the work that we put in, th- we are deserving of this. But so it's so infrequent that Black women get what they're deserving of that we're just so shocked because mm-hmm. we put in ten and got out ten. Normally, you know, as a Black woman, you know, man, you put in ten, you get out seven. You're like, ah, oh, you know, that's just how it goes. You make less. You know, you know, you you're not promoted as quickly. You it just becomes part of life that you put in ten, you get out seven if you're lucky. So to put in ten and get out ten, it's like you feel like you hit the lottery, and it's like it feels like a little bit of justice was done because the team put in ten. Like this is not like luck or happenstance. No, the level of work that they put in, this is exactly what what should have come out, but so often does not. So I'm just really mm. overwhelmed, like with like. It doesn't feel real. Like I had to literally take a walk. It was just too much. Like afterwards, I was like, I told Superman, he's like, are you okay? I, was, I just need to take a walk just to decompress because it just felt like so many of my writer friends are like, girl, I've been I've been writing for 20 years and, I've, you know, I, it's my dream to make the list. And for my first like traditionally published book, not to just make the list, but to just do so like with a splash is just, oof, girl. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, I no. feel like, well, <laughs> let, let me tell you how I feel about it. Okay? <laughs> no, I love it. Tell me, tell that's, me. That's, you know, you know, I feel like I've had a, like a, uh, I don't know, a backseat. I've been in the car behind the car that the budget needs to like train <laughs> has been pulling for the, so much for so long. And yeah. for me, it just feels like 
Of course. I mean, it just feels, I've seen the work. It's not a surprise to me at all. And it certainly, it doesn't feel to me like it was always going to happen or it, 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 it was a, a foregone conclusion that was going to happen. Like you put in the work and I know your team did too. I mean, y'all were talking about promoting this book. You built a whole damn website for the book. <laughs> you know, you don't do anything halfway. You never have. Yeah. And yeah. everything that you, and I'm so glad that you waited to do a traditionally published book until this moment because you focused first on giving people value and building your audience and building trust with them. And you did that. It's like you focused on what mattered first. You know what I mean? Like building the trust, creating value, educating people, truly, you know, what you got into this whole, what can we call it a business or this whole yeah. field mm -hmm. <laughs> to do? And and when you were ready, you know, you put out this book and you were ready for the moment, but you, you've definitely reaped what you sowed all, all these years. You know, you planted all those little baby acorn seeds <laughs> and now it's like a tree or whatever. And on that tree is not just, this is like the first, you know, it's just a seedling. I feel like, you know, the tree just going to keep on growing from the past decade of work that you put in and the, t the work of your team as well. And I hope y'all are celebrating. I don't know what. The party plans are, but girl, I've been like, uh, okay, who wants a week? Who needs a week off? So one of the things I learned is from now, like one of our kind of like SOP standard operating procedures for those of y'all not in business that mm. that we're going to integrate is that after a big launch, part of the launch is the week or two or two weeks after that we take off because it's so much, you know what I mean? And like, we're still doing things. So even though it's not as crazy, we haven't gotten a time to decompress. So we're, I've learned from that, like, mm -mm, we're not doing this next time. That next time is gonna be like, yay, a week off, two weeks off, just to give people a chance to like recoup and regroup. Um, yeah, no, the team has been like, literally when the, when the numbers were coming out, and can I, I guess I'll give you guys, because what it takes to be on the bestsellers list. So this is, I mean, New York Times doesn't give you much. And so this is what people have hypothesized. And it's fairly true. But then at the end of the day, they just decide. So typically you're looking at around 10,000 books. You know, if you sell around 10,000 books, you know you're on their radar. But people have made the list selling um, 4,000 books, you know, if it's like something they really enjoy, you know. But you just know that at 10,000, you're fairly safe to at least be considered. So that's one. Although they're like, um, there's a smoothie lady, JJ has, JJ Smith, I think she's got a smoothie book. She sold over a million. So I can only imagine what she sold, but she never, she didn't hurt. That book did not make the list. So it's not just book sales, but it's just to be, just to be looked at 10,000 books within the first week. And so within the first week includes pre-orders. So any book bought you know, um, before your book launch and during the first week of book sales will be considered week one sales. That's why it is, I don't want to say easier, but it is, you have a better chance of making it the first week because you can accumulate, you know, like some people will start um, doing pre-sales a year before. I started doing pre-sales two months before. So that's one. And so we sold like well over 20,000 books, between 20 to 25,000. Some numbers, because we also did bulk bulk order. So depending on when the order went through, it could be up to 26,000, but a good amount of books. And I didn't know if that was a lot or a little. Uh, I had asked my um, Heather, you know, what is good? What is great? What is un unicorn? And if you know me, unicorn means excellent. And so she had told me that good was five, great was 10,000, and unicorn was 20,000. I said, okay, bet. So my mind, Mandy, I was like, we're going for unicorn. So then I was talking to Brianne, who is our assistant marketing 
director from Penguin, like, so we had weekly meetings for the for the Get Good Money crew. Like, we would meet every Monday at 1.30. And so I told Brianne, I was like, hoo-hoo, we did it, we did it, we made Unicorn. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, well, I asked Heather when we first started, what's good, 5,000, what's great, 10, what's Unicorn, 20,000. We did it. She's like, girl, Heather tricked you. I was like, wait, what do you mean? She's like, girl, Unicorn is 10,000. I was like, wait, <laughs> what? She said, yes, girl. <laughs> She's like, people don't sell 10,000 the first week. I said, I called Heather right away. Heather started laughing. She's like, but you did it, right? She's like, I picked up your personality fairly quickly, Tiffany. <laughs> so she was like, <laughs> she said, I realized if I pushed you that she would do it. And so I'm grateful for that. So that was one, sell your 10,000. Two, Amazon, not Amazon, um, New York Times likes to see that you have sold books from multiple retailers because they want to, they don't, if you sold 100,000 books, but just on Amazon, they're like, no, 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 no. They like to see that, you know, like you have some Amazon, some Barnes & Noble, some Target, so like a mix. So we made it our business to like market, to say like we had this one marketing like uh, drop where we were like, use your old, you know, do you still have that old Target card? Girl, use it to get good with money. You ain't going to use it anyway. And so we sold that at Target <laughs> after after dropping those social media posts and Target had to re-up. So that's one. That's two. Three, they also like to see that you have some indie book sales, meaning like, so one of the things I did was I really partnered with some uh, Black-owned book um bookstores and also some small bookstores where I, I um, signed copies there and I gave them budgetista bracelets to encourage people to support smaller book bookstores. And so they like to see that. So I was like, okay, let me make sure that we encourage dream catchers that like, yes, although the smaller bookstore, may, they might not be able to give you the huge discount that Amazon gives you, but the books there are signed and I gave them my budgetista bracelet. So you'll get that bracelet there. Um, That's and then, really cool. Right. And that was like a fun way. Plus, it was just really great to be able to support, you know, um, these more indie, smaller bookstores because that's how they survive. Um, a fourth thing that they look at is they like to see that there is like national media attention. You know, so Check. I was fortunate. You know, <laughs> I was <laughs> Jumbo fortunate. Jumbotron, Times Square. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I was fortunate to be on Good Morning America twice when the book dropped and then the today. So the next day and then just today I taped the reel. It's about the book as well. So they like to see that. And then fifth, they oh, like this is kind of new, like some social media buzz. So what they're looking for, what it seems like, is there's some cultural relevance. Like, do people actually care? You know, like, is this a book that people are wanting and needing? And so that's that was just like so that's what that's what people kind of know. But other than that, you know, mm. and that might even not be fully true. But this is like kind of like if you were to do your Googles, ask your publisher, they would say like if you do those things, that's all you can do. You know, like that's you could just we just did all of those things and just said at the end of the day though they can just say not you but her or not not her but you. And just because someone is above me on the list doesn't mean they sold more than me. Like you can literally look up what people sold through this thing called book scan. Like I can't, I mean, if you want to pay for a book scan, you can, but then you might see that like, oh, I actually sold more than the person who's number one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so there's no rhyme or reason. So that's why so I maybe said- maybe they should like not call it the bestsellers list. I don't know. <laughs> it seems a little uh, yes. like, uh, fake, I don't know, uh, misleading don't know. advertising. So know. it feels strange. So I will say this, that like, from what I understand, the USA Today um, I don't know how Wall Street Journal um, calculates, but USA Today is truly like, girl, how many did you sell? Mm. Like that that list for sure. So the New York Times bestsellers list, yeah, it's um, that's why people are like, 
It is. They, there's no. They don't. They don't give you the algorithm. But this is what kind of what people have deduced. That's why I was like, when people are like you're definitely gonna make it. I'm like, Sis, it doesn't work like that. I could have sold a hundred thousand books and maybe not made made it. You know. So wow. that's why it just makes it like because it's just a nod. The reason why for me the New York Times bestsellers list was important is because I don't have to explain what that means. In this space where I'm already devalued because one, I'm a woman, and two, I'm a black woman. It's like, okay, it gives me that stamp. Remember what happened with that, you know, that conference that we don't that we no longer name? Yep. And how, you know, the the founder of that conference, Voldemort, said, you know, like I wasn't worth more than twenty five hundred dollars and how that whole like anybody who wasn't brown or other in that community was like, Who's she? She doesn't deserve how dare she ask. Like that was the sentiment. And now I'm like, so with this, it's like don't don't fix your lips to say that. Like, even though I wasn't deserving of that then, especially now, this translate. Now you know who I am. Yeah. You know? And so it's just a shame that you have to, like, have these, like, stamps of approval to be taken seriously. And it's quite honestly one of the reasons why I just speak directly to, like, you know, our, our BAs, you know, because it's hard out there in those streets. Um, but, yeah, so it's just, like... Like I said, it's, it feels good. And although I am tired of people saying, what's next? I'm like, sis, rest is next. I'm taking six weeks off. Leave me alone. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Where's the party? How? Well, yeah. It, what, what does your rest look like? We talked with like last week with Earn Your Leisure Guys, which by the way, epic show. Yes. Go listen. EYL. <laughs> First of all, all my guy friends and Enrique's, uh, my husband's uh, family and friends, like I have so much clout now. They actually pay attention. They're like, so you had Earn Your Leisure. Oh, okay. So your podcast is like a thing. Yes. Like, yeah, we got we got guests. Um, anyway, go check it out. But on that show, we talked about what's leisure. And so what does rest look like for you? What's restorative you, rest, restorative to you? And how are you going to recharge? Because you have given so, so much. In a year, believe, in, a, in a year like this, you get like, wait, we didn't even put it in that context. You had a bestseller in a pandemonium. Like, Tiff, you <laughs> did that. I know. I mean, you did that in a I'm year so when tired. no one would have blamed you for putting your head under the pillow and just saying, I cannot. You, s- wow, I'm getting teary eyed. Anyway, <clears throat> answer my question. <laughs> Honestly, I would really love to go on. So, one, I'm actually going to pick back up with IVF because I put it to the side. I was like, I cannot do this in IVF at the same It's just not possible. Mm. Um, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to be like all hormonal and like, I was already like, you know, there's already a level of stress with like doing like a launch and stuff. So I'll pick it back up with IVF. I would really like, it depends on like where I am with my cycle that I want to go away somewhere. So it's either I'm going to go away somewhere drivable or depending on where I am with my cycle, if I'm able to like go fly somewhere, then I will. I would love to do like, I want to do a solo trip. I haven't decided where, but then I also want to do like a trip with, with, um, hub star um with <laughs> superman um and then even like a like a weekend thing like if it's like a like for example my friend rihanna and i we went to rhode island remember that time we went to rhode island and saw all the beautiful mansions like even something like that like a girl something like that so i want to do like three different things one for myself one for me and hubby and like something even if it's like a weekend thing for me and my girls so just to that's like in part because i need to like see other places i need to get out i would love to see some blue water if i'm able and if i'm allowed based upon where I am in my cycle. And if not, even if not, I'm still going to like go somewhere and like, yeah. I don't care if it's an Airbnb and I'm like, and it's like 20 minutes away. I'm like, everybody leave me alone. I'm just going to eat food and lay in this bed. <laughs> um, you need like one of those silent retreats. Yes. Uh, just like a wusa. And also too, I want to reset. Like I 
I feel like we did it, Joe. Like, okay, Tiffany, you have been working really hard for 10 years. And I mean, I will say this, that I used to travel a lot. It was really the last two and a half, three years because of IVF. I just have not been able to. But I want, I was just talking to my COO, Karen, about, I'm like, girl, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do more than two meetings a week. One big meeting for the Literature Academy, one big meeting for the Budgetista. That's it. The rest, y'all got. She's like, we got it. So I'm really paring down of what I look like hands-on because honestly, my team has proven to be amazing. So, and I told uh, Tracy of Tracy Aliche PR on Insta. I was like, sis, <laughs> honestly, because she was like, today, she's like, so what about, I was like, nope, that I told her, I'm going to give her like three spots maybe a week to be like, figure out which press you think is most important, but don't pitch me for anything. Only things that come in, you decide, but slate it for only three spots because I want to I wanna navigate differently. Like I, I already take, um, before the launch, I was already taking Wednesdays and Fridays off. Well, Wednesdays I was taking off for meetings and phone calls, and then Fridays I was just taking off. So I'm gonna. We're going back to that. By the end of this month, I'll be back to my Wednesdays with no meetings, no phone calls, and Fridays off, off. Because I, I really don't work on the weekends unless it was like this launch. So yeah, I want to go back to. I, I don't know. Like, like I was talking to Dr. Green and um, my um, my coach slash therapist. You know, she's like, don't call me your therapist. She's not my therapist, but she is a therapist. She was like, I want you to reset for the woman that you are now because you still operate mentally. And it's true. I still think of myself like, you know, I used to be a preschool teacher. It's like, yeah, girl, that was like 10 years ago. You're Tiffany, the budget needs to now, business owner, wife, stepmother, daughter, aunt. Like, I want you to be this Tiffany now and stand in that moment. So I want to reset to get to who I am now. But I want to I want to um, do less, but be more, you know? Hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. That sounds wonderful. Well, yeah. you deserve it. And I'm so, so happy for you. And you did it. I mean, I feel like you did it for all of us in a way. And I also I got that I had that phrase in my head from that, um, the IG account, who, Unique Jones, is that who owns it? Yes, um, because of them, we can. We can't. Mm-hmm. Because of you, Tiffany, I just feel like there is so much you gave publishers. I mean, and truly, because in 2021, even now, it is very, very hard as a woman of color to be mm-hmm. taken seriously in the, tradi- in the traditional publishing industry. And it's almost like your success, because of you, so many other women may get an opportunity that they may not have gotten before. And it feels like in 2021, how can there still be trailblazers? You know, we should have all this figured <laughs> out, but it's there. You are a trailblazer. And so on behalf of just any woman who ever wants to be a published author and have someone take a chance on her. Thank you. And um, you did it. I'm so, yeah. I'm I always say so like we did it. One of the things I'm like most proudest of is I, I can tell Penguin, like those women on the Penguin team, like they're going to see black women differently because, you know, my whole team is like sisters. And just <laughs> like, and yep. when they would join the call and like literally they were like, you you guys are well-oiled machine because it was like 10 of us. And they said normally when they see someone with a big team, they roll their eyes like, oh boy, it's about to be roadblock city. But she was like, we literally used to talk around the office about what a joy it was to work with you guys. That we're just here to support you. You tell us what you're doing. And we're like, okay, sure, here you go. Mm. And so I love that, you know, because I think it's important, like, to break down those stereotypes. I'm like, you know, so if there's that sister in the office that you think has attitude, she doesn't have an attitude. She's doing her work. She's a badass. Give her a chance, you know? And so I just thought that that was really dope, too, that they got to see, like, look, 
Look at the power of these amazing black and brown women and what they've been able to do. I mean, honestly, Penguin was like, you know, we could do a case study. I'm like, sis, we're tired. We're tired. Yeah. <laughs> Go study your own case. <laughs> we're tired. Um, but yeah, so. No, but thank you Unicorn for that. squad. What I know, that? right? You, the you squad. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I promise you guys, we're going to start rotating. I'm like, who needs a week? Who's first? Who's most burnt out? Um, but yeah, I, honestly, I don't even like that. Like, that's something like as a leader that I was like, okay, that is a, that's something that I'm going to do better, you know, because I was just like, I don't like the fact that afterwards I just felt like we were all so drained. I'm like, mm, I'm going to do a better job of like, what does it look like? We're doing an SOP for this to learn what things did we not have to do that actually didn't move the needle and what hmm. things did really move the needle. So that way next time we can work less, but work more meaningfully, you know? Of course. Well, you had never done it before. So yeah. that as long as in the time to reflect and to, and to pick apart when you guys are in a better place, when you can <laughs> yeah. look back on it with clear heads and clear minds and clear eyes and all that. That's the exciting part, I feel like, is how yeah. did this thing happen? But yeah, congratulations. I guess that, that's our whole buzzworthy. Who cares what else is going on? Congrats, Tiff. GetGoodWithMoney.com. <laughs> that's what's next. Go buy a book. Buy a book for a friend. All right. We can take a quick break and be back with your questions. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Oh, 
okay, BA fam, we are back and answering your questions. Reminder, you can now leave us a voicemail or text your question. Just hit us up at 844-858-8080. 844-858-8080. Try to keep it brief though. I know lots of you guys have been trying to send us questions and getting cut off by our voicemail. So try to keep it under at least a minute. Um, and if you you know get cut off or you have a more in-depth question, you can still reach us the old-fashioned ways on Insta, hit us up via DM or by email, brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Ta-da. All right, let's get into it. So we have a couple of very good questions from IG today. This one comes from listener Alia. Alia says, I'm a new listener to the podcast and I'm learning a lot. I got myself into about $10,000 of credit card debt after moving to a new state and getting married. I make $48,000 a year and due to accidentally contributing a lot to my 401k for the first three years in the business, I actually have about $17,000 in my 401k retirement account. Here's the thing. Digging myself out of this debt is like shooting a water gun at a forest fire. I'm budgeting the best I can, but I'm pretty much supporting myself and my husband while he's in medical school. I really want to withdraw $10,000 from my 401k to wipe out the debt and start fresh. Next year when my husband graduates, we'll have two incomes and want to start our family. And in three to four years, he'll be making about six figures on his own. So I trust I'll be financially set in a few years and I really want to get rid of this debt now. What do you guys think? So $10,000 is weighing on her, which, you know, credit card debt, $10,000 today can be a lot more dollars um, a year from now, even with with the high interest rates. So, but I love how she said, though, accidentally, I accidentally (laughs) contributed a lot to my 401k. (laughs) She's like, you know, just so we could sway your thing. Because my knee-jerk reaction is like, sis, leave it alone. But I can understand because... Here's my concern, too, because, yes, although your husband, when he graduates, will be making more money, you will also have more debt, a lot more debt. Because my assumption is, you know, he got loans to go to medical school. And if he didn't, that's awesome. Yep. Um, Because here's the thing. It's not just the 10000 because people like to look at the money they put up for retirement as, like, this flat money. It's not. It's the compounding interest. So you have to think that your 10000 that you have in there earned interest. And then the next year, the interest and the 10,000 earns interest. And the next year, the interest and the interest and the 10 earns interest. And the next year, and the interest. And so you miss out. Once you take that money out, you miss out on that interest, on the interest, on the interest. Even if you put it back, you can never get back the money you would have earned on past interest. It's gone forever and ever and ever. That's why people tell you, leave your your, um, retirement money alone. And here's the thing, too. I hate to make plans. I guess me and, you know, you know how we are, me and Mandy, right? That we are like worry words. I don't want to make plans on, well, in the future, it'll be great. Uh, Pandemic, corona, corona, corro, as Nigerians will say. <laughs> like so many people had plans about, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And then corro came and took everything. So I don't want you to make plans on, for sure, for sure, my husband is going to, although it's highly, highly likely, but as unlikely as, uh, is, as um, I was going to say Pantene. <laughs> As, high, as unlikely as quarantine um, was, here we are. So, ugh. I, I, is there a way? Maybe I mean I don't know what her her credit score looks like. Maybe rolling it over to a um, um, what are those things? A balance transfer card. 
Yeah. Um, you know, where you let's can... talk about alternatives. Yeah. Yes. Alternatives. So this is a very common thing. You know, I have some debt, but I have this nest egg, you know. Oh, oops, I have seventeen thousand dollars. I can just pull out of that. But let's actually talk about like the list of options. So one, yes, your 401k is an option, good or bad. That's left to you know, others to decide, but it's an option. And then, yeah, balance transfer card. So talk about that, Tiffany. So a balance transfer card, this is what I did, honestly, when I lost everything. Um, so if you don't know, since you're a new listener, like in 2008, 9, 10, big, great recession came. I lost everything. It was like $300,000 in debt. 35000 of that was credit card debt, although I was living off unemployment and on my sister's couch. So one of the ways I was able to tackle that $35,000 in debt was I, because my credit score was decent, I opened up a balance transfer card or a couple of them, honestly, where I took the balance on one card, the card that had interest and rolled it over to a balance transfer card. Because my credit score was decent, I was able to get a balance transfer card. It was like 18 months interest free. So I had 18 months to pay down this card um, with like, so all my money would go directly to the principal, directly to the 10,000, not 10,000 plus interest. So that helped me pay down that 35,000. It took me like two and a half, three years in order to do so. Now it was a struggle, but you know, it did. And now here's the thing, the reason why, you know, um, what's her name again? Alia. Alia, pretty name. So the reason why I'm like, ugh, girl, is because I'm not here to judge you because sis, I took all the money out of my retirement account to try to pay off bills. And I didn't get back. So I was 30, 29, 30 when I did that. I didn't get back to putting aside for retirement uh, until like four years ago. That sometimes life throws you off track and you might think, I'll definitely get back. And so I'm like behind the eight ball. So now I'm trying to catch up. So I'm not saying it from a place of judgment. I'm saying from a place of, I'm here now. <laughs> I'm 41 years old. I've only been saving for retirement for like four years because of a choice that I made over 10 years ago. So mm -hmm. I just, it just makes me a little bit nervous, but there's, you know, you have to do what's best for you, but I would consider alternatives before touching my retirement money. Yeah, absolutely. So a balance transfer credit card is is definitely a good option if you have good credit. So like 680 and above, and you can honestly Google to see if there's any good balance transfer options um, available to you. Also, you know, applying for a small loan, like a personal loan through a credit union or an online bank at, at a fixed interest rate. So that gets at the really, tr the, the terrible thing about credit card debt is it has not only really high interest rates, but it also has revolving interest rates or variable interest rates rather, which means that they can change whenever they want to change the rates. They can go up and they usually do go up. It's never really in your favor. So with a personal loan, you know, you could take it alone. You know exactly what your rate's going to be and it's fixed. It's not going to go up and, you know, you get your, you can choose how long you have to pay off the loan. It can be a couple of years, a few years, and you know what exactly you're getting. Yes, you're paying interest, but at least it is a known entity and a quantity. To your point about, to what she says about um, shooting a water gun at a forest fire, I mean, $10,000 is a lot, okay? And it's credit card debt. So it is, yes, that is a lot of credit card debt. But is it a forest fire? Like, I don't know if I would be, it doesn't, I, it's, it's doable. You seem very financially conscious. I mean, you married a boo who's going to be a doctor. So that was great. And you seem like you've got a great career going on. So I feel like you can tackle this. You really yeah. can without mm -hmm. necessarily needing to dip into your 401k. And we should also talk about, you know, what Tiffany said about missing out on the compounding interest. You also may face tax penalties when you withdraw from your 401k if you're under a certain age limit. I think it's like 59 and a half. So there could be an additional 
loss there, not just from, you know, stock market gains that you're missing out on by taking that 10K out, but also just tax penalties for early withdrawals. And it differs a little bit depending on how you take the money out. So we can post a link to an article about the difference between a 401k loan, which is when you borrow from yourself and then you pay yourself back. I've actually done that before and I'm, I'm a fan. The risk there is if you were to leave your job, you would immediately owe that money back. So there's risks and there's pros to, to all these different things. But 10, 10K, I feel like that's a small enough amount to where couple balance transfer credit cards or personal loan, you know, you can tackle that and you can still be letting that 17K little nest egg that you've grown accidentally, um, <laughs> which is great. You know, I wish more people accidentally save for retirement. Yeah, you've just let that continue to grow. And honestly, trying to predict the future in terms of where you think you're going to be financially, yes. I don't know, man. I just say, I, I think your sense of urgency to get rid of it now while you have where while you're able to work and you've got an income and you've got options, I would say, you know, do it now, but maybe not with the same, like with me, but maybe not going to that like nuclear option of taking money out of your 401k first. Yeah. And tips, right. That, that your husband's going to have some student loans. So <laughs> yes. um, he, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll have enough going on even if he does earn six figures. All right. Well, I'm going to post a link definitely in the show notes about the difference between 401k loan and withdrawal because I think they get very often confused and some of the other options, you know, other than going into your 401k, like we talked about balance transfer cards, personal loans, um, you have other ways to pay down the debt. But thanks for your question. Yeah, great question. All right. Second question. This one's going to be near and dear to Tiffany's heart probably because it comes <laughs> from a teacher. All right, so this listener wants to remain anonymous because she works at a school. So let's call her Jane. Jane says, help, I work at a growing charter school as a leader. I'm afraid of backlash if I leave the charter school because it is no longer conducive for my life as a parent. However, the culture is sometimes, unfortunately, like they will try to negotiate to keep you. I'm struggling with the stress. I have great potential to grow my career, but is it worth all that? Do I have to feel the need to climb the ladder when I know it's going to impact my ability to be mentally and physically present for my growing family? Should I stay or leave? I have a job offer making the same salary for another school. What do y'all think? Jane, run! No. So as somebody <laughs> who, um, you know, was a teacher, but I am also very familiar with the charter school. Hmm. How do you say hustle. It's really intense, Mandy. Like, think about school, but then add corporate America. Like, all of my friends who work for charter schools, it's a lot. Like, I've had a number of friends who leave. Um, you know, it's, it's you know, if you're a brand new teacher and you've never worked in a teaching environment before, and you don't know that there's, like, other ways, then it could be all right. But I remember even when I was just going to, um, I was going to do an after-school program at a charter school, Mandy, I was like, is this jail? <laughs> they were so strict. The way they talk to the kid. I mean, not all charter schools, obviously, because I've definitely seen some amazing ones. But so I can I can imagine the environment that she's talking about. It's very. It feels very corporate. What I imagine, I guess, corporate America, meaning like, um, but not in the good way. You know, like these are your expectations. We need you to stay late. We need you to. So Jane, sis. Sis, as someone who is team doing too much, don't come over to this side. It's not cute over here. I'm trying to go over to, 
you know, doing less. So I would suggest to you, especially, it's not like you're saying, should I quit? And I don't know how I'm going to feed my family. You literally are going to replace your income with comparable income and a better emotional and mental space for yourself. No, always choose yourself and your family first. And, you know, you have something that you're going to be able to still maintain what you bring into the household. Mm -mm. Don't like running up the corporate or whatever ladder at school. I get all that. But is that where you even want to go? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense to be the best at the worst thing. <laughs> like, that's that, there's nothing worse than being successful at the thing you hate. You're like, oh, great, uh, more. This is great. Yeah, yeah. So that's it what I would like just say. She doesn't say. hate the. Sorry no. to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Doesn't sound like she hates necessarily what she's doing, but yes. where she's doing it. Exactly. And I get, I get the the question here. It seems like they'll try to negotiate. To keep you. So when she goes to them with this, you know, the fact that she has a job offer at another school, they may just try and throw money at her to keep her around. It just depends on what you value more. Do you, and and think about how much more they're going to be giving you, and just spread that out, spread that out over however many paychecks a year that you get. Sometimes on paper, a raise can sound a little bit better than it is, you know, after taxes and after you spread it out over the year. Just really think about it and. I, I, and you just check in with what you value. You know, I think that's when people get clear about what they value. Do you value your mental health and your ability to be present for your family mm -hmm. over dollar signs and what people think about you? I kind of get the sense that you know the answer to your question mm -hmm. just based on what you're asking us. And as a mom, I would say anything that threatens your mental health threatens your child's mental health mm -hmm. as well. Because they're not getting the mom or the parent that they deserve. Like you can't be 100% emotionally and mentally present for them. And I'm not about that life. I'm I Everything I do that makes myself better, I'm doing it so I can be a better person to be around for my child and for my family. And that just, when I got clear about that being a value, it made all my career and financial and any choice really just so much easier. So it's not, it seems like you do know your values and it's almost like you want us to say, it's okay to value that stuff. It's okay. <laughs> it is. Yes. Fuck the I ladder. Mean, you know what I think? What it is? <laughs> fuck we, it. we live in this society, you know, Mandy, everything is go, 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 hustle, 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 grind, yeah. grind, grind, you know, and I fall victim to that sometimes, but it's like at the end of the day, it's only cute for a two second post on Instagram and then you have to actually live the real life. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so On I promise grind. you. <laughs> exactly. Got promoted. Got the Team brains. no sleep. Dying over here. <laughs> like, no, sleep. So, yeah, it sounds yeah. like, you know, like like Mandy said, it sounds like you know, you know, what you're wanting to do and you're just wanting to be like, is it okay? What you think is like, am I wrong for not being quote unquote ambitious? No, it's not lack of ambition. You are allowed to say, you know, this is not the environment I want to work in, although I do love teaching. I want to work in a different environment. That's why, honestly, I left the school system. Because I love teaching and it was making me hate teaching because I just didn't feel like it was conducive to the way that I wanted to show up for the people that I was serving. And at first I, I was like, I'm never going back to teaching again. I hate it. And then I was like, oh, wait, I actually really love teaching. I just didn't love within the confines of where I was working. So you are allowed to, you are allowed to take your dream. It's like take your ball and go home. You're allowed to take your dream and go someplace else where you feel at home. Amen, sister friend. <laughs> Hashtag like fuck the letter. <laughs> I like the amen, sister friend. I'm putting it on a t-shirt. 
All right. Well, thank y'all again for your questions. Again, you can hit us up on Insta, on email, or you can text or leave us a voicemail, a brief-ish voicemail, and we'll put the number for our voicemail in the show notes. So check it out and can't wait to hear from y'all. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what. I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Booster break, a booster break. Is you gonna boost? Mm-mm-mm. Is you gonna break? Mm-mm-mm. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do, Mandy? Oh, well, let me get to my notes because I have to write stuff down <laughs> these days because that's what the world has come to. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm gonna do a boost for myself because we, well, a boost and a break. I will boost the fact that we made a parenting decision today to Ooh. put Rio in daycare. <gasps> um, <laughs> Oh, my God. We made two big parenting decisions. I have to say, my dog, Molly, y'all haven't heard about Molly. Poor Molly. No one even asks about her. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all about Rio. I mean, Molly, we it's still love about Rio. Like, my phone, the phone, like, the phone, it's not even a competition, the number of photos of the baby versus the dog. Aww. But anyway, Molly is in a six-week intensive dog training program. Yeah. Um. So we made that big decision. We decided to give her... We just, she's a rescue and anyone who's a, you know, has adopted a rescue. It was my first time adopting my, having a dog on my own as an adult period, let alone a rescue animal. I underestimated 
how much time and how much skill you need to have to be a dog owner. It's not easy. You can't just get them and give them treats and they're perfect. So anyway, she's in training and we're, yeah. So Rio, we decided the summer is it. We're going to put him in daycare. A lot of people are getting vaccinated here in New York and it seems safe. Kids, I have a lot, I have friends who have kids and they've been in daycare for months, if not the past year and they've been okay. And Honestly, my house cannot take it, y'all. Like this little tornado, when I tell you, I'm like, he just needs he just needs an open field, maybe like, you know, with like a mile long treadmill and just let him run, you know? So I am very, very excited. I was like, can you imagine how much cleaner the house would be if he like for eight hours a day just was fucking up someone else's room? <laughs> like, I'm so excited. But beyond that, I'm just excited for him to interact with other children. We've had a couple of like test play dates with cousins um, of trusted family and he's so cute and bossy and he like takes all the big kids toys and he 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 clearly is loving like playing and interacting. So I'm doing that and there's there goes my my $2000 a month for daycare which sucked. So today we mm. uh, went and put down that deposit, but it felt it felt like a real parenting decision that I made. So, you know, that's good. Yay. And thank you to all of our childcare providers and across the country for keeping our babies safe. And what I wanted to also boost was a cute little story that I read about a young girl. I think she was seven. Did you see that? She wrote a letter to Old Navy as part of like a class project. No. She wrote a letter to Old Navy asking them, can you please put real pockets on the girl pants? Oh. Because I don't think all their pants have no pockets, but. Some of the girl like leggings or jeggings that um, she had been that she had didn't have real pockets. And Old Navy's product team sent her a letter back. Excuse me, and with a lot of um, with the with some uh, actual jeans with real pockets too, and it was really cute. So shout out to Karen, is that her name or Cameron Gardner um, for writing that essay? It reminded me of Meghan Markle and how she like one of the first one of the my favorite stories about her is how she wrote a letter to like a dish soap. Company. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because like, they I read only that. had women or something doing dishes. Yeah. So little Meghan Markle in the making. Yes, I love that. Well, I'm going to all oh, break. Um, so we lost DMX. Oh, um, I yeah. know. So does Superman take it hard? Um, no, but it's just so crazy because you don't. I didn't realize just how much of a role, you know, like when DMX came out, he was a force, you know. Like a force, and um, he changed the landscape of music. And my high school and college years is just was like DMX. Just you just hear how other people talked about him. Just like how you know, um, although obviously he had his own demons, just the level of spirituality that he possessed and how it felt to be around him. Um, he was imperfect in all ways, and he you know was clear about that. Uh, but that he was clear that he was fighting to be better, that, you know, he suffered an immense abuse as a child. And so as a result, it was reflected in some of his life choices. But, you know, it's still sad to hear, you know, someone passing um, that's left an imprint. And so, yeah, I just wanted to, like, yeah, say, like, yeah, it was just like, oh, man, I was listening to his music. I'm like, wow, this is a man tormented, but as also, at the same time, joyful. And so many... Young brothers, that I said, was like, yo, he's the first time I thought, like, wow, I can like believe in God and it's not some corny stuff. You know what I mean? Like, because DMX was very open with his like beliefs and he was like a real dude, you know, quote unquote. 
Like, you know, no one would ever say DMX is soft. He wasn't putting on. That was just him from Yonkers. Like, that's that was how he behaved, cameras on or off. And yet you saw him dancing to Michael Jackson and jamming. You saw him holding his daughter's hand when, you know, they went on a roller coaster and she was so scared. I mean, he just was so, <laughs> right? That was so that cute. Was- I felt a little embarrassed. Like, that was the first thing I thought it was. Remember that clip? I know. He's like, I got you. Yeah. Daddy's here. Daddy's here. But he sounded like his normal DMX voice self. And you realize, oh, he always talks like that. Yeah. So, yeah, just like, you know, there just seems to be a lot of loss. And then another loss, too. I know it's kind of a downer, but um, I don't know if I remember if you asked me before, but I've been using this um, this skincare um company called the, the Butter Bar Skincare. Oh, yeah. You talked about them because they were featured on Target. Or something like that, like a black business brand at Target. Did I make that up? Anyway, yes, you've mentioned that. <laughs> but I love the butter bar. Like I've got really um, sensitive skin. And when I tell you everything breaks me out, like I can just think about it and it breaks me out. And so the the young woman who started the butter bar, her name was Kimberly. Um, she passed away. Kimberly Chloe, <gasps> Chloe Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm mm. not sure from what. It seemed like she was battling some illnesses, but she leaves behind four mm. small children and a husband. And I'm not going to lie, it hit me kind of hard because I thought to myself, this is a woman, you know, she created this amazing business that was really blowing up. When I tell you her her stuff, she's got this melanin um, drops, transformed my skin. Like people were like, what are you using? Like my Lila, who does my makeup, is always like, whatever you're using, continue. Because, you know, no one sees your skin like your makeup artist, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so apparently she'd been struggling. I'm not sure with what the illnesses were, but she'd been struggling with them for some time. And she recently had um, like back-to-back strokes as a result. And she was a young woman and she didn't she didn't make it. And so it was just a reminder of like, you know, as a fellow business owner, you know, and not to say she did this, it seemed like she lived life a more balanced life than I do. But it's just a reminder of like, yeah, what's when it's all said and done, like what's really, really important, you know? Yeah. Um that's why I was just like, Tiffany. You've got this, you know, you have this big check mark that you checked off, like, your dreams and goals. It's okay. Like, they're not going anywhere, sis. Like, you can pick that up later. Like, I need you to relax, rejuvenate, like, reconnect. Um, these dreams will be here. And you don't you don't have to pursue them with every bit that you have in you. You can save bits for other things. So it's just a re-reminder of that, you know, that life is short. And we just, we really don't know when or how or why. And, um, but you want that when it is your turn, you can really look and say, you know, well done in all aspects of your life. So, will the business continue? I on? believe so. So, okay. if you're wanting, it's my butter bar skin. That's at that's their IG. Um, it looks like it will because I I know and she obviously had a team. Um, so it looks like it will. Um, they've been yeah. posting like videos and things of her, and you know, like honestly, this stuff is just amazing. It's not cheap. I'm not gonna lie. The first time I bought it, I was like, okay, sis, but I mean transform my skin, you know, within a few weeks, like I said, for someone who has highly sensitive skin. I can't even use certain chapsticks because my lips blow up. So yeah, for it to be all natural, I keep, it's all natural. Like literally you keep her stuff in the refrigerator when you're ready to use it. Um, so yeah, that was it. Ah, well, rest in peace. What's her name? Kimberly? Kimberly mm-hmm. Chloe? Yeah. Rest in peace. And my heart goes out to her family and I am going to go get some butter bar right now. Yes. Right now, I'm skincare obsessed these days. <laughs> Been looking at my dang face way too long on Zoom <laughs> day after day. That's not a downer. I mean, it's nice. I mean, we have to pay respects. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. All right. I guess that's how okay. we'll leave it. 
R-I-P-D-M-X. Yes. Hopefully you guys have an amazing week. We will see you next week. Do we have a guest next week? We do not have a guest next week, but stay tuned because we have some really exciting guest co-hosts coming, coming up, up when Ooh. Tiffany's, you know, off on her rejuvenation vacations, <laughs> plural. Um, we are still going to be going strong. So we're, we're getting our ducks in a row. Um, and also just quick shout out to the 19th. Um, they're hosting us at their virtual summit April 29th. So we'll post a link to where you guys can register. It's a free virtual summit all about how you can bounce back from the COVID-19 pandemic and the impact to your finances. Yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait another minute. All right, bestseller. <laughs> All right, Mandra. Until next week. Google. Until next week. <laughs>